What's up, TJ? What up? It's TJ here. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Sorry, sorry for that late five minute late. You know, one thing leads to another. It's a whole thing. Uh, I don't know. Um, as a person who's uh, historically on time, to the point of it being, I would say, a negative thing for me. Too punctual for your own good. Yeah, it has I would hurt say- you in the past. Well, I think it, at a certain point, I was so early that it was uh, not a good use of time. <laughs> is that a real thing? Dead ass. I would be twenty minutes early to everything. Is that is that a pre? Was were you doing that when you weren't sober? Yeah, this was just my life. Yeah, I just always, I've always been like that. You just, you've always been a punctual pal. Well, I like to hit the lobby. You know, I have a, a Fiji that they offer me at the front desk usually. You know what I mean? Mm, um, all of your meetings happen in hotels with Fiji water is what we're, what we're saying. Uh, well, actually, this would be an office. But yeah, hotel is great too. Oh, okay. Um, okay sorry. When I, I heard lobby. I understand. I understand. When you think telly, your brain goes to the lobby. Uh, yeah, I mean, it had like call girl energy to it, which is fine. Thank you, sweetie. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, I had to do a beard trim. I know. Uh, well, Jason, we we haven't we haven't pivoted to YouTube yet, so I don't know why it was so urgent. <laughs> um, no, I was I was I was doing that, and you know, I had to receive some packages. It was it was a whole thing, timing wise, here at the. I, I, I love. I love when you have to respond, juggle your responsibilities of assistant and groomer uh, <laughs> in one in one Sunday afternoon. That that's asking a lot of TJ. The packages were for me, bitch. Okay. Uh, oh, that's interesting. What did you get? Just some things from Amazon. I got I got some uh, I got some citronella candles because my girlfriend has been having a mosquito problem, and then uh, I got some vinegar based organic weed spray. It's a big uh, it's a big day over here. <laughs> Damn, bro, your life sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, once once you become, you know, once you hit real life, you have to, you know, you got to buy, you got to spend your money on these domestic, you know, I, I'm not buying Byredo candles. I'm buying, um, you know, candles that serve a, serve a purpose more I than understand. just, uh, you know, flexing your money. I understand. And I, I got some mail yesterday too, but it was just a, a Ralph Lauren cricket sweater. Um, <laughs> that I had that I had found on eBay. Um, okay, so. so thankfully it was it was a vintage piece. Oh, I'm I'm you know I'm I'm the king of upcycle, baby. You know what I'm saying? We you know we we ain't shopping at Zara. You ain't gonna catch me at H and M. You will catch me at Uniqlo, which I think is a slightly less problematic. I'm not totally sure. When when did buying shit online turn into upcycling? Um. Well, if it's old. Then it, right, if it's vintage, right, right. then, it, then it, I don't think it's actually upcycling. I think it's just vintage. Okay, so then, so upcycling is when you might repurpose an old garment into something new, like you would, you, <laughs> yeah. you would, you would, yeah. you would deconstruct your Astro World uh, T-shirt, <laughs> and then you would have your mom sew that on to a pair of Adidas track pants, for example, and then no, 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 wait for I would the have... pussy to come in. Exactly. Yeah, you just wait for it. It's like the waves rolling in. Mm. I would actually probably take my Astro World merch and repurpose it into something a little more, you know, like a tote bag, like a standalone, or maybe a pair of basketball shorts. <laughs> God damn it! 
I don't know how good your mom is at sewing. You know what I mean? But she is I guess very that, good. She is very good. I know, but she's, I know. She, but she sadly not a big Travis fan, so I don't think I she'll, was about to say. she's not willing to get her hands dirty in 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 a rodeo mess. She'd be like, Jason, we are not cactus jackhive in this household. No, no, no. She she knows. She's like, I I remember just you know from seeing your tweets and listening to your pod that. <laughs> The, the Stewart family is not rodeo hive. It's not cactus hours. Uh, well, uh, and she's, I, and she I would be to, right about that. I've I've never I liked just, Travis Scott. Um, I think the song with Drake, that's basically a Drake song, is maybe greatest of all time. You know, for him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. It's it's not for me. It's not for me. I mean, he's, I mean, he's gotten better, and I uh, I admire his hard work and ethic. I think that's impressive and commendable, but. You know, That's true. He just, did get a he did get a Jenner pregnant, which I also love. So <laughs> that is hard work, and I think that is what's the like, name of their kid? Stormy. Right, right, right. Stormy. You don't like that? <laughs> no, it's fucked up. It's, Stormy is a, a girl, right? Not a guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I don't love the name, but I mean, all the card, all the names they got over there are fucked up. You know. Why can't people just have a regular ass name, dog? Well, as as two guys with regular ass names, I mean, I, I you know, I don't, I feel special in other ways, which I think is the greatest benefit of having a regular ass name. I think we need to normalize plain Jane names, plain just plain Jane lifestyle in general. You know? I've been, I've I've been on the front lines of plain Jane lifestyle, Jason, since That's day true. one. But I mean, I'm you know, people an influencer. People can't just get a nice car; they have to get a nice car and then wrap it in a, a color that is just nasty and put some dumbass nasty rims on it etc cetera, etc cetera. last night i was driving home behind a matte black tesla truck the or tesla like suv and mm-hmm. i was like this look like you can't do that to that car you buy that car because it's like eco like you don't wrap it look matt getting getting that car i think that's the the which model is that the i don't know I don't know that that it's SUV f- that has the the butterfly doors on the back. Uh, yes, and it's not peanut butter on the inside, unfortunately. It's not. But I've I've seen, uh, you know, living in Glendale, I've seen so many of those that exact car with a wrap that is way more offensive than a, a simple matte black. A simple matte black would be a palate cleanser compared to the the fucked up shit I've seen. I find the matte black to be more offensive because they think it's so tasteful. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, that's just me. Um, yeah, we we I, I asked for some some questions on Twitter. I have not read them yet, but we'll we'll get to them later on if there's anything anything in there. So um, if you're listening, trying to hope that we answer your question, we probably won't. <laughs> yeah, you guys got to try harder, bro. These questions are bunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard, man. It's it's not that easy to ask questions i just did a, a different podcast like a new a new podcast concept that i'm working on um bitch what you didn't talk to me about this you saw the deck you loved the deck the, the, i got first right of refusal on any jason stewart podcast project so we can, i'll we talk can, to my lawyer we can talk buyouts if you want i'll, I'll talk to my lawyer about that <laughs> continue but but i was you know that was it was the first time in a long time or slash ever where I was I, I truly prepared a a comprehensive set of questions that I thought would, you know, lead to other things and, and stuff like that. Like 
it's just not something that most people are good at or do and and it's also an art that isn't really that lucrative i guess financially i mean like the the best interviewers in the world are gonna be like i you know interview magazine paid me it's three hundred dollars to talk to freaking lana del rey or something you know well the you know i was talking to uh sternberg about this the other night and he was Scotty talking Moore? about scotty because he you know he went on the 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 excellent brett easton ellis podcast and <laughs> have you listened to it he, Oh, I, I used to listen to it all the time, but then he went Patreon. I kind of gave up. Um, right, right, but right. I, I listened to Scott's episode, and Scott said it was the craziest research he'd ever. He was like, it, it was insane. You mean like, like how, the, the amount of like questions that were prepared for him? Yes, he was like, it was the most comprehensive and most prepared interview I've ever done in my career. But in a good way or a bad way? Yeah, he loved it. He said it was amazing. He would like have quotes that he had pulled from old interview. Like he, he said, it was it was. It was interesting. Damn. I mean, I guess Brett might be a good writer after all. Who knows? I I, I mean, I stand, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But I was. I, I mean, I've listened to that show a lot, and I what I liked about it. The first thing I like about it is they do the. Um, he does like a written monologue intro, which I feel like really works for him. Is this, wh- a, which we- I is this a weekly show? I don't even know how much he does it now. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty out of touch, but like it. He he does this like monologue. I think it's kind of whatever he feels like at this point. But he does this mm-hmm. monologue that I think is is a cool way. Like for someone like that who's like a professional writer, it makes mm-hmm. sense for him to do that. You know, interesting. Coming out the gate with a money, mm. guns blazing. Um, we yeah. I I feel like lately in the last you know in the last week or so the um whatever has been going on like the quarantine like spring break summer summer break kind of feeling that has been going on for the last you know since quarantine happened i think it's starting to go away for me and i i, I can feel um i can feel like regular life is starting to creep back and i don't really uh, like it well why not bitch that's what we've been trying to do the whole time what do you mean you don't like it i know well i mean I've I've just gotten I've gotten used to whatever, you know, alterations I've had to make to my life in the last few months and I grew maybe I mean it could be a little Stockholm syndrome vibe but you know like I feel like I've been in I've been in San Quentin and my release date's coming out and I don't know if I'm ready to leave. Well, I'll give you your shoelaces back and you got to get <laughs> back out there, bro. I don't know what to tell you. This is where we're at, bro. I mean I understand what you're saying. I mean, I guess I don't feel like that necessarily because I've just been on fucking, you know, a little bit of a weird tour the whole time, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like maybe a lot of it is is everyone was just, or or maybe me, um, myself personally, I was using the quarantine and everything as an excuse of just like putting everything on hold or or procrastinating or being like, what's the point of trying to figure out how to you know conduct business or live your life in if everything is just going to go back to normal in a few months but you know i th- i think the co- the the collective attitude of the world is kind of like well this is we're we're just going to have to get back to work somehow or at least for the people who who were not affected by this because a lot of people still have their their lives and their jobs and not much has changed other than them doing it at home versus in an office um i would agree with you 
I don't know what the, I, I just don't know if any of this is good or bad. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it's, I, I feel like, like the, this is the last week of summer kind of that, that energy, which is a feeling that I haven't really felt in my adult life at all. Like I haven't felt that feeling since I was a kid or since I was in school. But like once you're an adult and you're kind of out in the, in the real world and you're a member of the, the workforce, whatever that is. Well, yeah, as <laughs> since you're not, it's interesting that you say that, but yeah, continue. Uh, you know, but like, no, I know what you mean. You know, holidays, you know, don't, you don't really care about holidays that much. And, and this has been a very long holiday and I, I fucked around and, and caught feelings for, for it. And now, so now my life so is going to go. I feel like in, you know, next week the party's over. It's not a party, but you know, like me just like, I'm, you know, I'm going to focus on my yard work, you know, like I feel what? like that's out. Why is next week the this date you've pulled out of your ass? I don't know. That, that's that's kind of what has been puzzling me is I feel like this is, for whatever reason, like this is my last weekend and I feel like, I think a lot of it can uh, is like my, um, like because whatever I've been doing didn't really stop. I've been working on stuff and we've been doing the podcast and been staying sure. busy with a lot of work stuff. But this this week is when my girlfriend's email started Picking started, up. started picking up and work and jobs started coming back in and i think that was probably a lot of it like oh damn we're going back we're going back to normal well i for one couldn't feel more different than you mm. and also you know you and i are known needers of alone time and, <laughs> and it's been and it's been so long that i kind of you know don't really need it anymore you think you you think you phased out of alone time? I think I may have phased out of alone time, kind of like you know, when when smokers say they they just straight up don't feel the need for that cig anymore, and I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? That's uh, pretty. That's that's actually pretty crazy, man. I feel like that's like it's really it only crazy. took it only took like three or four months to undo a lifelong like issue, or I mean, not the issue in a negative way, but just like something that was you know part of your life. Yeah, I mean, you could. I mean, there are negative and positive parts about it but like it can't you know craving or needing that alone time is instead and then being able to get it or figuring out a way to get it you know much like a drug or whatever versus having that option completely removed from 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 your life it it ended up making a weird difference and now whenever i do get alone time it's just it doesn't really hit anymore maybe because i figured out you know, I, I think it's like usually a, a, a source of like anxiety relief or depression relief or whatever to want to kind of retreat and recharge. Also, a, sure. a Virgo trait. But I feel mm -hmm. like I don't. You know, once once I get the alone time, I'm just kind of like, well, I guess this is it. Whatever. I don't really need it that much. Damn. So after you hit the bong, jerk off twice, and watch, you know, a, a, yeah. an episode of Love on Netflix, you're out of stuff. <laughs> um yeah that's true that i mean that's exactly I mean, I, what I, I do i do think that that's probably good that you were able to adapt and and i mean i i don't think the need for alone time is necessarily negative but i i mm -hmm. I, I don't think so either and i think you i think you it's less of or i think it's more of like finding healthy ways to get that alone time versus less healthy ways which would sure. be like canceling plans 
saying no to hanging out with your friends, you know, et cetera, et cetera, in exchange for, you know, the sweet pleasure of being able to just sit and not have to talk to anyone and not have anyone talk to you. I mean, I think this is just more TJ growth that we honestly love to see. <sighs> TJ is growing. But bitch, summer summer is over. It's time to get to that little bag. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that, I'm, I'm, I kind of feel like giving myself a little send off last hurrah, and I don't know if that's going to happen right. this weekend. We did well, that yesterday. I'm a little upset actually at you, and I have a little bone to pick. Um, oh, that I'm glad that you saved a, it for the for the potty. Yes, I well, I'm willing to exploit all of my pain for uh, you know a few extra dollars from the Romans ads. So, uh, I, I noticed on Instagram last night that you cooked yet another Detroit style pizza, which, <laughs> I, which I have requested be made for me, and I was left out of this pizza occasion. You know, this that's funny that you bring this up because my girlfriend was like, "Are you sure that you want to make this?" I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, Chris has kind of been on on my ass a little bit about the Detroit <laughs> style, and like, I don't know if we should post it because I'm gonna exactly. have to, I'm gonna have to deal with that. You know, it's not just a me problem anymore. It's it's starting to affect my family and and loved ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to affect my family. So, <clears throat> which is really when you know you have a prob. So I I came through with that fire again, once again on Instagram <laughs> stories and. And you, you know, it made you feel some type of way. I understand that. Um, well, I this mean, one, I also, I she, also she made me put some meat on it just to just to get your get your nose off the trail. That ain't gonna stop me. I know that that <laughs> shit can be made without meat. You think I'm a dumb animal or something? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck. She's like, put a little mortadella on there, and then you know that that's what you call winning winning by a technicality. I didn't I, I didn't mean, want to come out that way, but you know. But I saw you urban forage some squash blossoms, a classic vegetarian delicacy, though, you know? <laughs> so you, you're picking up squash blossoms in a damn parking lot somewhere in Glendale, and then and then you pollute the pie with mortadella to try to throw La, a CB off the trail? It was La Cañada, Flint Ridge. Um, Shout-outs to my friend Dew for, for, the, for the tip. She, she let me know where the, where the wild foraged, ur, urban foraged squash blossoms were living, and I, I went to go cop. So how did the how well I mean how did it taste cuz I mean I didn't even get a bite so Well you know I I mistakes were made this was an experiment I shouldn't uh I I tried to to recreate kind of the wood fire pizza flavor by cooking it on the grill um but the the smoky flavor of of that ended up kind of overpowering the delicate squash blossom so, so it's kind of the the equivalent of you know getting a getting a nice piece of sushi or whatever or or sea urchin and then just pouring some ranch all over it. it just just really negated the whole the whole vibe. So you're saying it was, but I mean you ate it and it was good. It was just not what you were looking for. Yeah, yeah, it was it was still delish. Don't don't get it twisted, my friend. Bitch, if I don't get a Detroit style pizza in the next forty eight <laughs> hours, bro, delivered, actually? bro, 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 we <laughs> delivered. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got this Tesla. It's so good for the environment. Deliver that shit. <laughs> uh, TJ is not on Postmates yet, but I'll see if we can get the paperwork go through. I need I'll to. I need to holler at my. No, I don't. I don't use Postmates because I'm a friend to the independent restaurant. I try to order direct when I can and pick it up so they get all the money. That's awesome. And you don't do yeah. that. 
That is actually, I, <laughs> first of all, I only no because I, I I do the same th- I do the same exact thing and also because restaurants will tell you that they're like hey thank you so much for ordering this food by the way if you know we we have we we get paid less money because we got to pay out Postmates for this shit so just order it straight online and also they have to raise the prices of their food yeah yeah just to I, I, you know to pay for all those fees I only order M Cafe pickup and I get it myself so it's fine mm-hmm. isn't that great. I, uh, it's absolutely it's great i don't i don't i love to drive down the hill a little bit and just you know see my people say what's up you know and and, and really connect with my local businesses known california boy chris is just <laughs> turning more and more by the day i i posted a fun i thought you were your bone to pick with me was going to involve my my uh hidden camera footage of you exiting sweet green wearing a mask, <laughs> wearing a mask. <laughs> Um, and because I posted that, I didn't tag you because I knew you would see it. You watch all my fucking stories, but, um, <laughs> but act like I'm a cuck for watching my, a, my co-host stories. I got a lot of, I got a lot of comments of people being, you know, it was all of your friends back in New York. Like, damn, this is the most LA shit I've ever seen Chris do. And that says a lot. Um, and then other people were like, damn, you know, Chris, Chris, is wearing a mask for the culture, which, you know, does that mean that you would only wear a mask for the culture? Is I'm that, wearing a mask that, because it's legally mandated by the state of California. Is that the culture I'm a part of? I guess it is. But I mean, do you, do you wear the mask with pride or do you wear the mask, you know, against, against, I mean, nobody wants to wear a mask, but well, no, I mean, I wear it cause it's the right thing to do. So okay. it's, it's not, it's not, I don't, the mask thing is not a very difficult decision. Also sweet green wasn't a very difficult decision because that's right. no known sweet green influencer. Jason was pushing his agenda on me <laughs> and it yeah. worked and it was, delicious. you literally, you, you literally sounded like a television girl. Like, Hey Chris, let's check out this new sweet green menu. It was literally, it was literally that blatant. Was I wrong? No, it hit pretty hard. The crispy rice shit was pretty flames. Mm-hmm. And their, and the their si- new selection of sides, fantastic. <laughs> God damn it. They're not paying us. We have to stop. I don't get, yeah, pay- I don't get paid any money from Sweet Green for talking about them. Uh, you, didn't even, you didn't even have any cashew bucks in the account. You had to pay straight, like, uh, hard-earned American I, I did actually have some, some bonus, gr- some green points in there that I didn't know about. Thank God. Mm. But and and also you know a, a double edged sword with with my relationship with Sweet Green I can I can say the best you know I can do a an hour long commercial talking about how amazing it is I can talk shit on them for an hour and nobody who works there will ever know because they will <laughs> never listen to this podcast <laughs> and anybody who would ever tell them that would never listen to this podcast either so if you if you are one of the owners of Sweet Green and you are listening to this right now. Blink, blink twice just to know. <laughs> and also, yeah, let's share the cashew love, bitch. I want some bucks. Like, let's go. Yeah, now that now that you know the world is you know the workforce in the world is opening back up a little bit more. You know, obviously, restaurant business is still completely fucked up. Even if you are a, a juggernaut like Sweet Green, um, uh, follow at Sweet Green on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> But you know, Jason? but you know now now that you know the world has not healed and nature has not gone back to anything at all. But you know maybe at least some advertising dollars and some budgets are going to start opening back up again. 
I feel know. like I feel like I feel like how long gone sweet green have a lot of a lot of brand synergies. Um, but yeah, who I, I can talk say, about the green the way we can? Who has come out adamantly against Chopped Hive? That's exactly right. We, I don't we even have, fuck with Chopped on the Food Network anymore. That's how much I take this. Damn, damn, yeah, that's damn. that's that's real hard body information right there. Damn, Jason on the front lines of these salad wars, and he's not going to lose. That's what I. That's <laughs> that's where I'm at. Salad. That video, that video was great, and I think that was fine. I don't, I, I have no issue with going to Sweet Green and being captured on film. Okay, good. Thank God that your bone to pick was only pizza related. Uh, you know, pick a day this week, and I will glad I will I will wake up early and get to fermenting, baby. Don't worry. I had a big night out last night, so you know, I I so America's top America's favorite super spreader was out again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> out again for a for a, an essential meal. This was essential. It was. A, I mean, look, man. When your young guns need a night on the town, even during these times, you have to find a socially distanced way to do that. Mm, you know. And luckily, the good folks at the Sunset Tower Hotel <laughs> have offered a socially distanced outdoor seating arrangement, and and the the listenership is dying for a scene report. Um. Well. Uh, it was, you know, we were facing the, the tables are out by the pool now facing mm. beautiful, beautiful Los Angeles, you know, mm. for the sunset. You got a, you got um, a great view of the city, all the, all the less wealthy people below. Exactly. Which mm. is how I like to feel when I'm paying $50 for a piece of salmon. Um, so, so, that, so the, that's like being, you know, looking, looking across the river into Brooklyn, perhaps. I try not to ever look into Brooklyn, God, but yeah, that, <laughs> idea wise, yeah, that would be, that would be, that would be, why would I want to look into a trash can when I could look into, you know, <laughs> you avert your gaze at all costs. Yes, exactly. I don't want to burn my retinas. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, Mike, Mikey and Tim and I went last night. These two bozos both showed up in blazers, which is pretty sick. Um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, six o'clock in LA right now is, is about, you know, it'll come down to 82 degrees by then. Exactly. Exactly. So we, we, we were sitting on the porch Tim, Tim ordered an Arnold Palmer, mm-hmm. uh, Mikey, Mikey ordered a Coca-Cola classic and I had a bottle of sparkling water, mm. you know, just, just so three, really, three really sober Kings for all, <laughs> for all different reasons. You got a straight edge guy, you got a person in sober recovery and you have a person who I guess just doesn't really like drinking that much. Well, Mikey is blasting cigs now, so he's left the he's left the Damn, the edgeman. That's so cool. What do you? What, they should have a a new classification for straight edge people who also choose to smoke cigs. I agree. I agree. Also, Marlboro Lights because I told him that's the Olsen twins smoke. So that's good. So so you, he came with pack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there, shit. <laughs> Damn, that's like when, when people say like, "Oh, I mean, I do coke, but I don't buy it." You know, exactly. If it's, if it's around, so, so he copped his his first ball. He copped the Pacquiao, and uh, you know, there's no smoking allowed, obviously, except. But we we ran we ran into some friends. Mm. Um, it was just a big. It was it was just a nice night to be out in the city, you know. And surprisingly, was it busy? Since, no, it wasn't busy. I mean, it was like it didn't look very I mean, busy I, on the gram. I mean, to be honest, there's no not shame. that many. T- there's not that many tables, you mm-hmm. know, because they can't. But the 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 most interesting part was the uh, the the like the the amount of traffic on Sunset Boulevard on a Saturday night when there's nowhere to go really was kind of uh, more than I would have expected. 
So but was it kind of like, happy- a, like a sideshow vibe? Like people are just kind of cruising? That might be it. And I know you asked me this via text, but I can answer it on the podcast. Mm. Yes, Saddle, Saddle Ranch is open. Um, <laughs> it's outdoor only. You're not able to ride the bull. So in my opinion, why go? But that's just, you know, something I wanted to tell not you. Not able like, to pub- ride the bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the point? I don't know. Yeah, that's like I going know. to Chipotle when they're out of sour cream. Exactly, exactly. So we had a, we had a, a nice, pleasant night. I was home by 9 p.m. That's great. And you guys just I, kind of talked, you know, had your normal destructive conversation, I'm assuming. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Um, on, definitely the norm. On the on the Sunset Tower menu, did they start crediting who uh, invented the recipes on, on all the dishes <laughs> on the menu? Sadly not. But, but it hasn't made it that far on Sunset. No, okay. but I think that's where we're going, Jason. If I if I walk into a restaurant, I mean, you know, Sunset Tower, to me, those are just kind of hotel classics. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I, I, you know, but at a restaurant, let's let's maybe, I mean, just pulling this out of the air, but somewhere like a, a somewhere like Squirrel, maybe, for example. Oh, yeah, that's uh, a good spot. Like a Los Angeles restaurant that's very popular. And I would say, I mean, known for their just inventive breakfast-leaning dishes. Yeah, I think um, that's a good example. A lot of our listeners are probably familiar with that spot. I, I would like to see, yeah, I would like to see a, a almost like a, a a school paper, you know, um, <laughs> where the margins are filled with with the, the sources. Um, every, every specific dish deserves its own masthead is what you're saying well i need to know first of all i need to know where every ingredient is from obviously um mm. what farm what farm etc um maybe even a delivery date would be helpful just to just to be able to understand freshness and then <laughs> creatively I, yeah i would like to know every hand finger thumb and eyeball and <laughs> brain cell that went into creating some rice with an egg on it <laughs> Uh, I mean, it is a, it is an interest. I there was that article that was written on in Eater about that. I, a friend of mine wrote it. I have not read it because five thousand words is just come on, bro. Um, but you know, I, I think once you and and also the people who worked at Squirrel who were complaining about not getting credit for the recipes, I do know them and and they are good chefs. So I can't really say too much shit, but like. It, I feel I feel like once when you work for a restaurant and you work for a person or you work for a team or you work for a newspaper or a magazine or whatever it is when you know those ideas that you come up with under under that umbrella that is paying you a salary whether or not you come up with these ideas or not is you know I I guess it's kind of fair to say it is is their property to to own it I mean I just think this is look if you got a problem with that congratulations go back a hundred years and let's do our best but that's like just you know that that is involved in every industry that that i can think of yeah that's that's kind of what i was getting at is like when when you like you know for you and i we we do work with creative agencies and things like that in that world and whenever you sign paperwork or contract for that it is pretty clearly stated that like whatever ideas you come up with like that is while we're paying you that is our shit and you sign a, a contract saying that and i think it's maybe more about like the the restaurant world and how it kind of flies fast and loose with with that type of stuff um you know really does need to have some more regulation or at least an understanding of of what is really going on because if you are a salaried employee for uh you know a company that creates things you know that shit 
is is the owners you know the own, whoever is paying you owns that well my thing is that okay so let's say they clearly state that and you have to sign a contract to work at some fucking restaurant mm-hmm. most i bet a lot of people would still do it everyone would do it every single time that's what i'm saying so it's like so what are we complaining about here guys like what what's really going to what's really going to happen from you i, I mean i, think I don't it, care it's about people complaining because they they either don't have what it takes or they choose not to play the game to get to the point where your phone rings and somebody says, can we pay you money to make a cookbook? Can we pay you money to open a restaurant? Will you be on the cover of this magazine? Um, and, you know, they they don't want to have the conversation with themselves of like, you know, it, you can't just get there because you're really good at something. You also have to this be sounds like a. This sounds like a classic, if you can't run with the big dog, stay on the porch situation. <laughs> it's, it's precisely um, what it is. Um, and I, that's the thing, is that I think that, like, the squirrel situation is a great example. Like, you, got, you guys who fucking think you deserve, or, or, or you know, are, are basically saying, like, my, my idea was stolen. Like, your life, like, mm-hmm. y- your, your life wasn't ruined, basically. Not ruined, but you know what I mean. Right. Like, being the face of something puts you in a very different position mm-hmm. and that having the stomach and the wherewithal for that is a job like separately, oh, whether yeah. you want, whether you like that or not, that's just the reality. Like, like you said, it's not just about being good. There's a lot of people who are good at stuff that aren't famous or well known for it because they're not interested or unable or unable to mm-hmm. play the game, the game of yeah, a, be, being cho- a brand. They either choose not to play the game or I think more, more often than not, don't even know what the game is that has to be played in order to get there. Like they can, you know, they can judge from the sidelines. They can talk shit from outside the club, but they don't even know, you know, they can't, they can't even get in. They they don't know what Virgil had to do to get to wherever Virgil is at right now. And a and majority that, of and it does not involve being good at making clothes. Yeah. Like, you know, if you got to dip and dodge and finesse and you know what I mean, I, I don't think that is, I, I just don't think that dip and dodge and finesse and having an <laughs> ego an ego is, is the same as like stealing something when the system mm-hmm. is set up that way. Now, if you think the system is so fucked up and blah, 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 that's fine, and good luck to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just don't think that. I think that I've been in those situations, and I went. I live to tell the story. It's fine, mm-hmm. you know. And if you, I say this all the time. I said this on Twitter. First of all, if you really got heat, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you can't handle one idea or two ideas getting used by someone else in a in a situation where you knew that was going to happen, mm-hmm. then you ain't good enough. Right. Second of all. The people who know know who's doing what. Like the people that really cut checks yeah. know who's doing what. And if you're under the impression that any chef does everything alone or any designer does it all alone, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like there's a team behind everyone, and those ideas can be collective. And you're getting paid for your work. Like it's it's not it, it's it's not like it's it's you're giving it away for free. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Well, I saw your tweet about that, and I agree with that a hundred percent. Those who know know. You know, there there will always be you know the shitty gatekeepers and the good gatekeepers, and the good ones will will recognize who is really doing the work, and you know hopefully help help them up and and pay it forward and give them opportunities they deserve. And I'm not I'm not saying it's fair. That, you know what I mean? That's not what we're talking. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. that's kind of the way the way it is. But it's interesting because the conversation about squirrel 
started as mold mm-hmm. and na- now it turned into this, you know, huge thing about, I mean, the restaurant business is just so boring to me and the way that they <laughs> fucking navel gaze. I mean, I guess every industry does this, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's truly unbelievable how self-important they people are. It's, it's crazy to me. It is, it is boring. Um, but it's also, you know, people love to talk about it because it's one of those careers and jobs that everyone kind of fantasizes about. Like, oh, I, 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 everyone thinks that they have the best ideas about food and their best opinions. And if they had a restaurant, it would be the best because they have the best taste, blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's always something that people kind of romanticize about. So they're always going to be fascinated by it. Um, I mean, sure. Yeah, you can romanticize losing half a million dollars on <laughs> or, on a restaurant since like 80% of them fail. Like, mm-hmm. good luck. Yeah. But but I think that the I think that the you know, culture of restaurants and again, I'm no expert, but the yelling and screaming and all that stuff that goes on mm-hmm. is like, yeah, who wants to be yelled at? Like I I don't of course that sucks, but also like that is so well known. So mm-hmm. if you choose to do this for a living, why would you think you would be exempt from that just because it's wrong? That that's what I don't understand. Mm-hmm. That that's the most that's that part of it's romanticized too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like late, people, people want late that. nights getting yelled at, sweating, doing coke, it, the whole thing. We're all fucking each other. It's all like romanticized. Mm-hmm. But but I guess now that's over. Like I, I don't like it's over really because under- there were there were enough people who didn't like that or who were offended by that or hurt by that to yeah. you know it's a, it's the same thing you know like you were saying it started with mold and then it turned into the whole other thing and that that parallel situation happens with every other thing of like you know bon appetit it started with one thing and now you know here's here's 50 other situations it it just takes one nail to be you know pulled out of the yeah, coffin definitely. and then and then everything runs out, you know, it's just like you, it was a ticking time bomb. You were just waiting for someone to step forward and, and call bullshit one time. And then everyone comes out of the woodworks for their stories. And it's not I mean, about I that th- anymore. No, I mean, and obviously, like, I think that food stuff is highly like race, you know, is such a big part of it because, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of that discussion about stealing cuisines and, and that whole thing, which is very yeah. nuanced and not something I, I feel I, I don't know enough to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But I have had a lot of jobs and I have been yelled at before. And um, you know what? It's fine. I, I live to t- I live to talk about it. And I, I just don't know why that is. I, I don't know. I, th- I, I think, think that- it's I think it's a generational thing where you know our our parents generation before them like if you thought yelling was going on just you know see what it was like in the 60s or yeah, 70s or like you thought sure. you know sexual abuse or you know bad behavior in the office or workplace was bad now just imagine what that shit was like in the 80s or or even, no, for even sure. 10 years ago and and it's it's the same thing and we're experiencing that with the current generation of of people below us of being like you guys you know the, everyone thinks the generation after them is a bunch of pussies but what i'm saying it, time. but what I, my problem is is that racism and sexual assault are two very different things than my mm. boss is mean mm-hmm. that yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. that that's the problem i'm having like when when two things are clearly traumatic and terrible and they get grouped in with somebody being mean well like, it's the perfect package deal because you know it's like, hey, my boss is mean. He's an asshole to me. I hate him. And then also, boom! Look at this 
um, Tumblr pic from 10 years ago or all we needed was this one voicemail or whatever and now we finally have him. It's kind of just like, you know, like getting a, a mob guy for tax evasion when you know he's done, a, you know, 20 crimes. Yeah, no, no, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. I, I just don't think that that... Which is also guess, a cuck behavior. I just think that's the issue for me is that, like, there's things that are, like, truly wrong and, mm-hmm. and just undeniable. Like, there's no discussion. There's nothing to argue about. And mm-hmm. there's stuff where it's like, really? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, yeah, getting yelled at is part of life. Like, having a bad day is part of life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't know. But I also, think, I also think, um, you know, uh, what, to what you were saying before of, like, the people who, the, those who know, know. I think the same yeah. thing goes for people who would be considered to be, like, aggressive or mean or intense bosses or whatever. Like, people know that, like, okay, my boss is, you know, he's kind of a dick or she's an asshole to me, but... God damn it! If if they aren't the best, and and I'm happy to be there, and I understand why they do that, and I'm okay with that, and I I know that they're not really trying to abuse me or hurt my feelings. That's just the way they conduct business. I think I think people have that understanding as well. No, I would agree. I would agree. I mean, I, I think that it's. I mean, obviously, it's complicated. I, I just find that 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 you know, it's like mm-hmm. I just don't know why everyone thinks they should be immune from everything you you know what i mean it's just it's kind of like i don't know this this you know things happen you know like people aren't people aren't nice that's the world we live in like Mm. not everyone is nice or even respectful which is unfortunate but that's just the way that's the way the cookie crumbles and and they have found they have found a way to get back at the people who aren't nice by using the collective power of the internet to to take somebody down instead of you know, facing them head on, you know, being too scared to confront them or talk to them or whatever the situation may be, or just, you know, literally having no power to, to influence them either way. Yeah. And I think the, I mean, I think that if we're talking about, you know, power structures, that's another issue too. But I think if, you know, you're hired somewhere and you have, there's a, a boss that, that, that's just, I don't know, like what, mm-hmm. that, that's how it's going to be. That's, that's not going to change. You know what I mean? Now, if we're talking about this, this, stuff is happening because of the color of your skin or because you're a woman or whatever, that's mm-hmm. a problem. That yeah. That's an issue. But if, if, if it's it, just from, my, my boss is mean to me and I don't like it. So I'm going to get them fired and their family is going to, you know, have to move out of their house because yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, is that really like where we're at? Like I, I, again, every case is very different, but I'm seeing, I feel like the, that a lot of stuff is just like, this person was mean and I don't like it, you know, and we're going to have a new people's court where, mm. where everyone decides. Um, all right, Chris, we have, I'm going to try to just skim through these Twitter questions and see if there's anything worth, um, salad making tips at home. Ooh, salad making tips. Definitely get a salad spinner. That's my number one tip. We, we just go to hashtag sweet life and pick it up ourselves. Salad making tips at home. Get a big bowl, dump your sweet green salad <laughs> that has been untossed to preserve its freshness and quality. Toss it, you'll always toss your salad in a bowl that is three times too big for the job because it'll, it'll be easier. You'll get better. Leaf. Even I know that. Even, even I know even that. Chris knows that. Um, but that's make sure you have a big ass bowl, but honestly, make sure you get a salad spinner. <laughs> Just Jason's, advice for a, <laughs> Jason's advice for a salad. 
Get a big ass bowl. You know what I'm saying? Get a big ass bowl. Uh, and then also making your own dressings. Always make your own dressing, unless unless you buy the How Long Gone salad sauce album in store soon. But uh, you know, otherwise, never buy store bought dressing. Just wait on it. It, it. it is coming. You know, we're just waiting on getting, you know, shelf stability back from the lab, all that stuff. <laughs> but well, uh, I mean, I I think that you know Whole Foods has put a pretty sizable order in, so we kind of had to change production schedules. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how it is. Yeah, thank God we're we're nimble enough to to, to navigate. <laughs> you know that Bezos coming in at the eleventh hour with that with that order. Um, what does the squirrel episode of Kitchen? nightmares look like i kind of i was thinking about that when i saw the moldy um what's up adam how are you when i saw that picture of the moldy bucket of jam i was like this this kind of uh trumps anything that i've ever seen on kitchen nightmares hosted where's gordon uh, ramsay fuck that i want john taffer coming in bar rescue the god i never watched bar rescue bar rescue one of the best shows on tv what is good about it i know a lot of people Um, like it He's an absolute maniac who gets so mad about something that's not his problem that he looks like he's going to explode. Um, yeah, and he kind of reminds me of of Infowars, bro. Maybe that's he's got he's he has Alex some Infowars, bro, energy. But it's overall, it's I mean, I think at the end of the day, he's the guy who has like the heart of gold. You know what I mean? Whereas to me, Gordon Ramsay never really comes off like he actually cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is kind of what I like about him, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I don't not like that, but I feel like for that to really work, you're supposed to have a little soft spot at the end when it works. You yeah, know I mean? yeah, yeah. And I, I think he does a good job at faking that. But my favorite part about Gordon Ramsay is whenever he enters the kitchen and one of the chefs or cooks in there who is already has their, their tail between their legs because they're about to get reamed, he always calls them big boy. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. All right, the, come on, then. come on, then, big boy. Let's lift that. Let's lift that I, bag of flour. The one thing I learned from watching what was the Gordon Ramsay show before? I guess maybe that was it, or the competition show was that like he always had the Meg Beef Wellington, which is mm. something that I'm like I didn't really know what that was, and I also feel like no one actually eats that unless you're in like a posh British hotel. Like that's not real food in 2020. In, yeah, in twenty. Well, at least in America, I, I think in, yes, in yeah, London yeah, yeah. it obviously is consumed a lot more. But yeah, it's it's definitely kind of an, an antiquated dish. I've never made it, and it's. I, I think a lot of people. It's a good. It's it's a it's the perfect dish to make for a food competition show because you never know what you never know if you've succeeded or not until it's all done and then you cut that thing in half and and oh hope, hope i the see best. so it's all a lot of those dishes are about the reveal i didn't think so so it's like when you cut into your game boy and it's actually cake i see it's what exactly you're exactly like that and on the same thing goes to when you're making a game boy cake or a, a easy 350 cake you know, you don't know if that is a good-looking cake until it's too late. Until you've done, you know, you've you've stacked it, you've layered it, you've iced it, decorated it, all that shit. And you got to cut it in half, and then uh, that's when that's when it really goes down. Damn, I didn't even think about that. I mean, I should have I should have realized because the obviously. the welly the welly is very hard to pull off. You need a crunchy exterior, and then you need the yeah. inside to be perfectly medium rare and pink. Good fucking luck, it, brother. It's it seems difficult. It does diff- difficulty level high. Mm-mm-mm. Um. Next question, Funkhausen. Is it pronounced Gorgonzola or Gorgonzola? Is it with wow. an O or an A? Uh, 
I don't know, but I, I, I I'm more of a gone than a gone. <laughs> um. Okay. Wow. That was uh, that was a dumb great. question, Funkhausen. Fuck you. But I kind of like it because it's so dumb, and that appeals to you, Just you know, kidding. more than me. If, but if it really was dumb, then I wouldn't have read it. I'm, you know, I'm kidding, Funkhausen. Let's get those followers up to 37. Come on, dog. <laughs> Um, with companies like Malbon making waves in the golf industry as tennis right for a street court brand from, from Adam. I think there are, yeah. there's, there's, there are some. They're not good, but there are some. I mean, I think it is, of course, but also like, I, I it's, it's interesting that it hasn't happened because it almost is happening like with golf even, which is the lamest thing on earth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, not not just what Malbin, what he's talking about, which I'm familiar with, but like even Palace doing like a kit for a professional. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like our bros, like bros in Chicago, Wim Golf. Yeah, that's they're true. Probably Wim, my yeah. favorite for golf golf stuff. They're doing it right. No, it's very cool. They're I think kind of like can, the I, the jound of golf or something. like I that. I think you can make anything. I think you can make any sport. You know, seem cool. Maybe except baseball. That's tough. Um, but maybe Adam is letting us know that the stage is set. The, um, you know, the demand is there and we just need to supply it. Well, to me, racket the magazine and everything around it is about as good as you're going to do like tennis wise, just from a, like a, do they have a clothing line though? No, they don't. But I'm saying, I think they Mm. are the the archetype for ushering in Mm. something. They're the the Popeye magazine of, of golf. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, well, it's a more it's it's more of an exploration of like the culture and the personalities around it, which is obviously what makes anything interesting. You know mm. what I mean? Not not like hitting a ball over the net isn't that interesting. It's the it's the everything else around it that, that makes it, you know. Brother, I love this game. Something to latch onto. But yes, I do think it's right for it. But you know, I mean, I also think that like, you know, Nike could just do it, but they just don't. It's not that good. They're not able to, they're not. Mm-hmm. And like the Nike tennis stuff, at least in my experience, isn't that readily available. Also, I don't want to take any money out of Oberg's mouth. You know what I'm saying? She's already, good. she's good already point. there. Good point. Good point. Um, shout out Oberg. Next question. Why do you guys like Converge instead of a band that's actually good? Like Integrity, Tyler, come on, bro. Um, Jason is a known Integrity fan. Also, whoever said we didn't like Integrity? Yeah, dumbass. Also, Converge rocks. Converge and Integrity are both great. And um, maybe you're just listening to Converge that's not old enough. All hardcore music after 2002 turned bad. Next question. (laughs) What rackets are you guys using? I'm using a Yonix. I don't, you know, this is what I was, I don't want to, like, why are you guys asking us about tennis gear? What the fuck do we know? I like, think it's probably because we talk too much about tennis on this podcast. Yeah, but it's because it's a competitive way for us to hate each other. It's not about, mm-hmm. it's not about, like, what we're, I use a babalot. People might a, have a genuine fascination with it. Also, it's always fun to say the word babalot. That's true. It's a babalot pure strike, which I just happened to try and liked and that's you know that's what i bought i didn't do too much research it's a great, it's a great looking racket and and you got the the pissy pink wrap on the grip it's looking good i i felt you know i was feeling creative at racket doctor and i reached for the you know breast cancer awareness overgrip. that's fucking awesome we all we all support in our own way um finally a good question from my dog casey which uh which one of you would <laughs> Uh, Weisenbaker, which one of you would last longer on Survivor, 
And why would it be TJ? That is a wonderful <laughs> question. Survivor, of course, the famous television show where people have to survive on a desert island or some shit like that. Jason, we're familiar with Survivor. Okay, <laughs> go ahead, please. <laughs> like, where we know what the oh, so you go, okay, Survivor. Okay, got it, got it. It's got been it. on. For, it's been on for like thirty six seasons. Is Survivor like, still on television? Yeah, dude. Jeff Probst still hosting CBS. Fuck me. Um, I, mean, I mean, it's, it's, pretty, it's been it's so pretty long fire. that I don't even. I mean, there there's been like fifty copycat shows for it now that I I I feel like Survivor doesn't even matter anymore. Like it's just been it's been lacking by someone I else. I actually think I actually think where we could really dominate together as co-hosts is the 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 race one. The, the amazing the, um, race. The amazing race. You and I, an amazing race, could be some good television. Well, I mean, like, uh, well, I'm saying, like, why why does Survivor matter and still exist anymore if there's like four different shows that are just like Survivor, except you have to be butt naked the whole time? Like, because it's the OG, bitch. We respect OG. that. Okay. We like the first. You know what I mean? But you would definitely win because I'm a total pussy who can't do anything. Wow, I don't even have to make an argument. No, there's no argument. I can't cook. I, I don't like bugs. I don't like the outdoors. <laughs> Whereas I, I, I love bugs. You seem like a bug daddy, actually, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know you're trying to kill mosquitoes, but that's that's Carolyn's fight, not yours, and I appreciate Fair. that. But but yeah, I, my, we I, all know my survival skills uh, greatly outweigh yours. I don't know if I could. I, I don't know if I could even start a fire without a lighter. Do you? Did you have any experience as a as a youngster in in the hills of Georgia, learning any survival or camping or outdoor techniques? I went camping once when I was. <laughs> Like have you, small, have you skinned any animals or anything? And like I was that? like, "This is trash." I've definitely been deer hunting before and seen a deer be skinned. Really, is, you've been deer hunting? That I don't. That I didn't see. Bitch, I'm from the South, boy. That's part of our culture. Um, mm-hmm. I was like ten years old, and obviously, I didn't stick. I was like, "This is fucking gross." Um, and basically, all outdoor stuff, I'm not interested in. I mean, a hike is fine because I know it's going to be over. Uh, in in a matter of hours. Uh, were you were you ever in Boy Scouts or like a summer camp situation like that? Uh, I def I did do Boy Scouts up until a certain age. Uh, I don't remember any skills that we were actually taught from that. And what, what, you, uh, don't, you don't you you didn't have an expertise or an area that you really thrived in. For me, it was not tying. Well, I could sense that from your interest in BDSM, um, but I did not specialize in anything unfortunately and that's probably why i i got you know. a, i got my freak shit badge don't worry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i don't jason would absolutely win but that's a great question i feel great about it there, there's way too many questions about tennis more tennis commentary i feel like we've talked about tennis too much for most people most people don't give a fuck about tennis but maybe i mean we're, I, we're maybe we have created a separate subgenre. That but we it's need also to tell just our advertisers like, about. I, I'm not really sure what to say besides it's fun and good exercise, and we do it a lot. There's not much else to say. I'm not trying to get on the tour. <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm trying to improve, but I'm also trying to have fun with my mates. You're the tennis version of of, of like a soul surfer. You're 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 doing exactly. yes yes <laughs> I got exactly it. I got it. <laughs> exactly. Um, are either of you a vampire weekend apologist? I know I am not. I know Chris is not an apologist, but just a straight up fan, right? No, no, I'm not. I actually don't get it at Sorry, all. Sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, well, wait, I told you this. I went and saw them That's uh, right. with with my friend Dylan, and it was actually like I was like, oh, this is just like bad Paul Simon now. Like I didn't really realize that's what it was fully. Um, 
Mm-hmm. It's like it's like fake world music, you know. Yeah, it's it's like Grateful Dead meets Columbia meets fake world music. Maybe some of like the off hits from Talking Heads, where it was just kind of like you yeah, know, meandering world music, like you said. Of just like, but I'm not I'm not like mad at it though, because it's not like bad. It's just like I don't care. Yeah, it had. I, I feel like Vampire Weekend is it's it's more of an aesthetic than than a yeah, sound yeah. to me. It's it's all about you know it's equally important about the the visual element and the energy and the spirit um as as the music itself which is maybe you know it's kind of cool for for rap music but i don't know if i if it's enough to sustain you know just rock and roll music or whatever and it also the people that like it you can just tell who who really listens to it and those people usually those are the those are the type of people who will try to get their boss fired for being mean to them. <laughs> Maybe listening I, to vamp, vampy and also the the phrase vampy weeks. Nothing nothing makes a pussy dry up faster than than hearing the phrase vampy weeks. I do think he is cool though. Like I like him. He is I think cool. he's like a, a smart, interesting guy who like has some like he's cool. Like I, I really like him. But it's a classic case of like good guy, bad band, you know? I think I have <laughs> Damn, that's you can do a whole podcast about good guy, bad band. I think I had an old Vampire Weekend tweet that I think it was like, do you remember when all those Drake tweets were happening where it was Drake is the type of person who blank? Yes, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I mine was Drake is the type of person who gets out of his car to put the parking validation in the machine when he's leaving the parking garage. Um, but i remember having one for vampire weekend whereas vampire weekend is music for people who jump up and down when when they hear good news or something like something along the lines of that like they they jump up and down when they when they get happy or or get excited about something i know i know exactly the kind of person you're talking about and i think this is accurate you know while while we're talking about music just quickly Mm. um on our drive from Glendale to Pasadena to pick up that delicious sweet green, <laughs> I played I played some new tunes for you. Um, it was kind of like my Apple Music show, if you will. Yeah, um, <laughs> done to death, done to death radio. Um, and, Thanks, Ebro. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm Seabro. Seabro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's and, a, that's if you and Drake combined into one person visually, we would we would get a Seabro scenario. I have better tats, but I'll leave it at that. Mm, um, who doesn't? But I played you a new song that you really liked. Um, Are we talking by, about the chicks? We're talking about the chicks, baby. We're not talking and about the new Drake, which the, the, there were the two new Drake songs. One of them where he sounds exactly like The Weeknd, and then the other one, with Pop Star, which I did like. Pop but, Star I like more because of only because of the David Foster line and how cool that is. Um, but... Let's let's focus on the chicks, TJ. Yeah, the chi- I was I was really listening to that. I, I I played it for my girlfriend. She did not like it, but I. Um, well, you can't win them all. You can't win them all. She, but she 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 would like some of the earlier offerings from the chicks back when they were named the real name. You know what I mean? The the blank chicks. <laughs> yeah, the trouble the troubling <laughs> blank chicks. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you know, she she likes listening to a lot of Lilith Fair adjacent, you know, Alanis Morissette type of type of vibes. 
big cranberries head, etc. I actually hate a lot of more set, but I love that entire that as a genre. Yeah. Um. What's what's uh man? I feel like a woman. What's her name? I can't think of it right now. Shania Twain. Yeah. Massive Twain head. Um. Um. But yeah, the the chicks. It's kind of. It, it really sounded like I was saying if. Um, you know, they're kind of like doing their modern take, you know, a lot, not a lot of bands have been able to really grow with the trends and the times and they're kind of like, all right, we're going to do the Carly Rae or the Taylor Swift or that type of, you know, powerful, strong female pop country, whatever, but really kind of do like a, a, a true masterclass of it. They showed these little these little bitches whose boss is what they did. They did. I, and is there a market for it? You know, will I mean? You know, will their I old? Think, you know, their will their old? You know, their fan bases in their forties now and or, Gaslighter. Gaslighter. The title track and single is pretty undeniably good. If you like have ears and like music, <laughs> that it, is honestly, that is uh, that is debatable. I will say to play to play devil's advocate. No, but if you under if you maybe not music, but if you understand like what a hit is and you can appreciate yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you 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 know that that's what that is. Yeah, and it's if like you can pretty appreciate e- expertly the, crafted the the quality of a well produced tune, you know, mixed and mastered, and and the vocal harmonies, the way they're all sitting, it is it is a powerhouse tune. I I will agree. But I I mean on that drive we went from I mean you know we. I, I ran the gamut for you of new music, and you know, we even had some some my, some my, my friend Mike Skinner on there. We had some. We had new Mike Skinner. We had Five Year Foreign. We had the Killers. We had the Chicks. <laughs> it was. It was. Um, <clears throat> Your fave does not have the range, Jason. I mean, yeah, listening. You know, cruising around uh, <laughs> Pasadena on a Saturday with with the with the foreign blasting. In a, in a 2016 three series <laughs> felt powerful. Like I, felt, I felt like I was in high school again. I was like, yeah, I'm going to turn it up when the freaking bad lyrics happen. And I'm just gonna talk me about and Jason, it. were going to the movie theater parking lot to cop some bad mid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, de- that's definitely what it felt like. Yeah. Uh, we were the- on a Reggie mission and, <laughs> and the bad, the bad mid was sweet green. So we got it. It was. If you ever want, you know, if if you're in LA area and you want to see the largest collection of of social distance outdoor dining <laughs> in all of Southern California, go to Pasadena. It was fucking crazy. It was. It was honestly a motion picture. I was. I. I. I didn't know. I, I guess I didn't realize how many restaurants there were there. I mean, they they rolled out the red carpet for the restaurants over there in Pasadena to really just do whatevs. And I don't think that anyone is in, enforcing anything at all, really, over there. Um, it seems, but seems luckily, n- luckily there are are not any good restaurants in Pasadena other than Sweet Green, so we'll be fine. Wow, he's taking shots. I'll say his... it, bro. I'll say it. Damn, it's on site for any restaurant in Pasadena when TJ sees you. <laughs> Nicholas asks, what, "What if any podcasts do you two listen to?" Um, I, I I haven't really been listening to that many pods lately. We I I got Chris into the Tim Dillon podcast, and he's been I, I listen, he's been a fan. Listen to the Tim Dillon podcast, and I hate listening to the Brilliant Idiots, and that's about it. <sighs> Damn, we got to get you out of that. And you know, actually, somebody asked this, but I do occasionally listen to to Desert Island Discs if it's someone I'm interested in. You'll you will pull up the Tom York episode. 
I will not pull up that fucking little pinheads episode. I would listen to the Noel Gallagher episode, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some good. There were some really good ones though. Um, yeah, Desert Island Discs is a it's a it's a BBC show where they have famous people on and then they play their whatever like five or ten songs that they would bring with them if they were stranded on a desert island, right? Uh, it's albums, yeah. But I think albums. that. Um, Somebody ask us that. I mean, the Tracy Eamon one is really good. Um, there's a Jeremy Deller one that's really good. But I, um, what would your, let's just do five, Jason. What would your five be? Bro, I cannot do that. I cannot do that. I mean, Kid A, oh, of you, course. Oh, my God. My. <laughs> uh, Kid A, freaking the disintegration tapes, of course. The number one ambient joint in the game. Disintegration is an album by The Cure. Please don't disrespect it in that way. Yeah, um, The Cure is awesome. I like those guys. Um, what <laughs> else would be on there? The Smiths, The Queen is Dead. Oh, yeah, maybe Smiths. I, I might go Greatest Hits. You're not allowed to do that, though, are you? No, fuck no. What are you, damn, bro? You a DJ, bro? Smith's Greatest Hits has, is, you know, it has it which, all there. Which, which Chief Keef album is coming to the island? Ooh, um, God. <laughs> uh, there's. I I'm mean, not joking. I know you love it that much. I yeah, I love Chief Keef. I would say. I mean, there, he has so many fucking records. Is the problem? He he releases like ten a month. Um, I might I might need to come back to you on that one. There there really are so many. Astral um, Weeks, Astral Weeks, Van Morrison. I mean, final, finally Rich, I guess, is probably his <laughs> pièce de résistance. But also, you know, the Bang, the Bang series. There's even some newer ones that are ridiculous, that are fucking hilarious. Third Eye Blind, self-titled, obviously. You know, <sighs> you wouldn't bring Third Eye Blind? Fuck no! Of all time, three E B. Bro, Third Eye Blind. 1997 that re- that, that had nine singles fam okay yeah great so does fucking um i don't know what is one of your country bands so does toby what keith co- um i would say i might I mean, we were talking about integrity i might throw on integrity humanity, <laughs> humanity is the devil if you took integrity to a desert island, you would end up like eating your you, own arm. Well, if you have five albums, you have to have like music to chill to, music to jack off or have sex to. You have to have music to like rage. Like if you want to fight someone or like do you know like chop a tree down, you need to like really let out some mm. anger. You need you need a rage album. That's true. So you're saying Rage Against the Machine you would take. That's sad. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Obviously, I'm bringing the Little Women soundtrack. Boom. Any social distortion, maybe, for your K-Rock roots? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Young Dolph and Key Glock, Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> unrated series. Of course. <laughs> I'm going to bring the new money bag, yo, just to, just to kind of level me out. You know, for the Jack Off soundtrack, Eyes Wide Shut soundtrack, definitely going down. Um, I might bring Rival Dealer by Burial, one of my favorites. Also, oh my God. Experimental Jet Set, Trash and No Star by Sonic Youth might be on there too. Wow. Okay. Finally, Jason says something cool for the first time in the history of this podcast. <laughs> Damn. I'm impressed. I would maybe bring, pa- I, there, there may be some pavement in there for me. 
Actually, no. Teenage fan club for sure. Teenage fan club. Pavement no is question. good, but I don't know if it's top five dead or alive. No, teenage teenage fan club. Um, I mean, it's honestly all good, but I think if I had to bring just a singular album, it would probably be uh, uh, songs from Northern Britain. Even though most people like Bandwagon ask more, I'm a songs from Northern Britain head. Shout out to Jay Ellis. Damn, if you're still listening to this podcast after what Chris just said, that snoozy fest. Thank you for you know, you have us. you ever have you you're the kind of person who thinks Nirvana is better than Teenage Fan Club. Um, yeah, of course. Well, you're wrong. Everyone, do you listen to Ween, Jason? I do not listen to Ween, but a lot of a lot of real music heads fuck with Ween. I agree. I I don't understand it, but uh, I I'm a lot of people love it. I've said this before. It's cuz you were doing the wrong drugs. You were doing coke when you should have been doing mushrooms. I don't. I think weed's more of like a speed kind of situation. Mm, I, I think ween is more. It's it's for people who have an absurdist streak in their in their body, and you don't really have a whole ton of that. Oh my god! Oh my god! What? Do you? I'm, I'm not. I'm 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 a big absurdity head. <laughs> Constantly <laughs> loving to say absurd shit. I'm fascinated by it. You name if are, it's absurd. I, yeah. I didn't know that about you. Uh, yeah, I, I fuck heavily with with absurdity. <laughs> uh, dumbest quarantine purchase asks Colin. Ooh, um, ooh, that's a good one. I mean, I, I I don't know if I have one. I feel like I made pretty good. Like I I finally got a Theragun, which has changed my life. I felt a little. It's not dumb, but I felt a little guilty slash dumb getting AirPod Pro when I already had perfectly good regular AirPods. But I don't really, well, have, I don't really have any dumb dumb ones at all. Other than that, well, that's because the AirPod Pro is actually a less good product than the original. So I understand why you would feel some type of way. Yeah, I'm loving the fucking pros, bro. I put my I sound mean, canceling all the way on and then go go on my go on a nice two three hour bike ride jason honestly that's unsafe and as my co-host and possible money-making partner mm. i would really prefer i really prefer you get some of that road noise in there to keep you grounded don't worry i, I have eyes in the back of my head famous last Bitch, words no die. you don't finna die tomorrow. Your, your goofy ass doesn't have anything extra bro ask me how many times i've been hit by a car <laughs> the answer is zero book recommendations you know we ain't reading ethan dumbass um actually you know i have been reading um i actually do read um jason reads reddit uh but the um it was a hot novel it's mostly for the pictures so i don't even know if you can count that it was uh i i can't i can't think of the name of it right now um I'm, i'm more than halfway through uh such a fun age which was like very well reviewed and I'm I'm like sixty five percent through and find it a little uh anticlimactic. But such a people seem age. to love it. By Kylie Reed. People seem to love it. Um mm-hmm. Andre Leon Talley's memoir was great. Uh, what, you don't like that? No. What else you got? That's it for now. Yeah, um I haven't oh I, I actually revisited a book that I read a long time ago called Healing Back Pain. It was pretty oh, I, thought, I, th- I thought you were going to give us like a Dr. Seuss title. 
Um, Yo, green eggs and ham in 2020, it hits a lot differently. It is, it is different. Mm, but yeah, if you experience a lot of back pain, there's a book called Healing Back Pain that my friend Anna Luno actually told me about because her husband a long time ago had some crazy back pain and read it and totally cured him. But it's basically about the mind and body connection of, of pain being... Uh, emotional or anger trauma yeah we know you have a lot of weird you know um left field thoughts about pain nothing weird about it you know how much pain i'm in zero bitch because i have because, <laughs> because you're too dumb to have feelings <laughs> too dumb to have pain you're like doesn't that hurt you're like me no no <laughs> no uh, pain you're like wow you just got hit by a car i don't know um yeah it, I, I do have a I, I am fascinated by that type of stuff. It is interesting to me. But yeah, I mean I'm I'm pain free, baby. Once once I stopped doing kettlebells five days a week, uh all the pain went away. Who knew? Should we do so Jason and I are gonna do a kettlebell workout on Tuesday. Should we go on IG live? I don't know if that's what you want to do, Chris. I mean the thought of I mean, we'll have to get the donation bar up, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. like you you have a tripod for your phone, right? You're an influencer. I have a tripod. I have a ring light, even though we'll be outdoors. We will. We have. I have a GoPro that we can strap to to your head for those those kettlebell swings. We, whatever you want, bro. I'm a full service house. Milk Studios has nothing on me. I love I love when Jason turns into the real AV squad. Mm, if, it, if as long as it's gear that costs under a hundred dollars, I have it at my disposal. <laughs> Oh, you want nice shit? No, no, we ain't got that here. We only got any, sub 100. Any content creation equipment that is available at a Walgreens <laughs> or a CVS, I have it on fucking deck, bro. <laughs> uh, that, that should be our pitch to Netflix. We're going to make an entire show with content creation gear under $100 from a drugstore. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a, a, a chopped challenge already. It does. Uh, it's true. our version that's of Survivor. <laughs> Survivor for YouTubers. Damn, that's a good idea. I'm going to write that down. Do that, bro. I have to film this on a Samsung? Are you fucking kidding me? All right. Um, <laughs> there's two more questions that I have deemed good enough. Well, actually, no. Bird, Bird Peterson, old friend of mine, he asked what the oldest record you own is, which is an insightful question that I don't know the answer to. So is Bird not- Peter, is he British? No, he's, he's a guy from Texas. But that's, he's- a sick, that's a sick ass name. Yeah, maybe maybe for a lady, you 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 like that name in the British sense for a lady more. I'm assuming. No, I like it for a man too. I think it's cool. It is a good name. Yeah, I, I might Bird fuck around P- and call my kid Bird. Bird Peterson. People have called me Big Bird my whole life, so I have a little well trauma attached that's because, to that. That's because they see the chest when that shirt comes off, and they're like what? what? Yeah, <laughs> we yeah we we did a mask off tennis session yesterday, and somebody. You know, referred to me as a as a bird chested person, and uh, I was. And a joke was made of like I might resemble a chicken wing if the meat was taken out and it was just the bone <laughs> on the skin. Uh, I gotta, Bitch, get, I gotta get my tan. I I'm not saying. Look, I didn't have my mask off, so what can I say? You know. Look, I didn't want to say it. All right. Um. Last question from our friend Mikey. What restaurant closing would actually bum you out? Then that is, that is a good question. Um, mm. I don't know. I mean, I, I think for me, it would be like ultimate like legacy ones that have, yeah, have I, stuck I, around I, forever. 
I would kind of agree. I mean, I, I don't. It's, and, and, yeah, it's, it has nothing to do with like how much the I like the food or not. It's more of just like like if if Balthazar closed, that would feel crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If if that what is the L.A. version of Balthazar like Musso and Franks or something? Yeah, kind of. But Musso and Franks is a little more of like a dark dinnery cocktail spot, and Balthazar is a little I, more. A, a, no, I know, but I mean, I don't mean like actual. Yeah. But, I mean, like level of like, oh, this is an icon that people eat at. Maybe like, like local, Beverly Hills locals. hotel, um, but locals coffee. still eat. Locals still eat there, but also tourists go there. You know? Yeah, I guess Musso Musso is a good example of that. Yeah, I think something like that, like a Musso, or you know, I don't like the food at Cantor's, but if if Cantor's closed, that would be more of sure. like a damn, there goes the neighborhood type of type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think if Alfred Coffee closed down, whew, there would be you, you. You thought there were a lot of fireworks last month. Alf, Alfred Coffee is COVID. <laughs> Dead ass. Like I can't believe. I literally was jogging. This bitch tested running. positive for Alfred Coffee in the system. <laughs> Remove you them from your life. That Alfred Matcha, you tested positive. You got a quarantine. That ain't. That's fourteen I, days for having the Alfred cup in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the little horns in your trash can. You're doing 14 days. Uh, uh, the yeah, when I was running on Saturday, it was like pretty early, and and there was a line at Cookies, the weed dispensary, and a line at Alfred, and I was like, damn, this is dark. L.A. is dark as hell. It's the only time that you've listed multiple businesses where Cookies was the coolest one out of the lot. I mean, why is Cookie? Can you explain to me why? It's, is it just like a branding thing? Yeah, I mean it's 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 just a weed dispensary. I guess similar similar to you know streetwear brands, cookies would be like the rip and dip or something like that of of dispensaries, mm. just like for like the truly dumbassiest dumbass people. So it's so it's like it's but can you buy merch and shit too, or is it literally just like we got the pack for cheap and rappers talk about it now? Yeah, I think I think I'm sure they have merch, but I, I think cookie. I'm I'm not positive, but I think they're known for having like. In intense branding like streetwear type of branding for each one of their strains whereas like a normal weed company would be like here's our 10 different types of weed and each one you know looks the same but the name is different um yeah this one it's like every single strain has its own like full branding identity around it with like a weird ass name and different color stories and and i can't and wait language till around I t- it i can't wait till i text you you tell me you're smacked off the hundreds <laughs> But the number, the one, I'm pretty sure it's cookies, but the, my favorite weed strain name of all time is Cheetah Piss. And that is cookies. Oh, shit, that's fire. And also, if you if you Google Cheetah Piss, <laughs> it, is, it is a cookies product. Don't worry. Um, but there, TJ ain't never missed. TJ ain't never missed. The artwork is sort of like a, a weird collage that kind of, I mean, it, it looks like they took a collage of like, the different insignias from the dollar bill and then have like a, a cheetah head on it. it and then the word is written out in like ransom letters style kind of it's a, oh, it has so a little got, sex pistols kind of vibe it sounds a little bit a little bit sex pistols a little bit like illuminati yeah there's there's strong illuminati energy and it also looks like like the artwork of a madonna album from 2003 like it like, sounds awesome design that time forgot um I, I love i love to mix my my you know 
weed branding with Freemasons and Madonna past peak. Sure. And um, Cheetah Piss, of course, is reminiscent of the old school classic Cat Piss. It's sort of been reimagined by the good folks at Cookies. So. What's, what's an eighth of Cheetah Piss costing? Do you, can you see prices or? <sighs> Great question, bro. You know, I think we should also go. Well, I think we should go to Cookies and you buy Cheetah Piss and we get that on IG Live. Yeah, more too. importantly, there is an artist named Jay Too Cold from the album Worth the Wait and he has a song called Cheetah Piss and it has to be named after this strain of weed. A hundred percent. The artwork for his his mixtape Worth the Wait features a, a person wearing a backwoods branded ski mask. Shit. You know what? I'm going to have to put this song sight unseen whatever this whatever this song is i know that that j2 cold's legal team will not come for me or or spotify um damn he's a verified artist on spotify and he has four monthly listeners all right wow we gotta talk to the heads of spotify about that we're coming for you bro um so yeah that's what i would so yeah long story short canters no or or langers i guess Okay, wow! I, I forget that you're such a deli daddy. Well, I, these are just restaurants that have been no, there they for, are they you know, are hundred years or whatever. And see, I feel like I feel like the Beverly Hills Hotel coffee shop is out of the running because it's in a hotel, mm-hmm. you know. But I I would agree, like a Cantor's or I, I Musso and Frank came to mind, you know. But also, I mean Matsuhisa, maybe you know, or like a or like original Nobu, bro. No, I mean Mr. Chow Beverly Hills fan. <laughs> Have we been to Mr. We've been to Mr. Chow's Beverly Hills together, right? Yeah, I believe we even got martinis. Oh, you're right. That was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Damn, bro, we've been friends for a long time. You know, back when, back when, can you? Yeah, to our listeners at home, can you imagine a time when Chris Black would enjoy a 6 p.m. Sunday martini? Oh, yeah, we used to do that at Cantor's too sometimes. Or we only did it once, maybe, maybe a couple oh, times. No, we had we did have a Cantor's standing uh, standing <laughs> girls' night where we would split a piece of coffee cake and drink <laughs> martinis. I forgot about that. And 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 that's where the real that's where the real tea was spilled. Damn, that's fire. Once you get too many martinis in you and you really start letting <laughs> it spray. I mean I do. I mean, martinis are excellent. I feel like that's the, one of the only respectable drinks you can order. I might fuck around and pour up today. Damn, you you make it home? Yeah, why not? It's it's very easy to make. You just need. Well, I know, but you need two ingredients and ice. Bam. I know, but I didn't know if you you know, I, since you only keep you know Tito's on deck, I didn't know if that was good mm. enough. <laughs> no, there's 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 there there is Tito's on deck. Tito's is fine. What are you gonna? Yeah, you know, you know. I think I think the listeners at home would be surprised to know that you don't really have a serious bar set up in the house. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't drink at home hardly ever. I guess that's true. Except for having a little wine, little wine with. If if I'm gonna have a, a, a special meal, then that would uh, pair well with wine. Then I'll then I'll cop the wine. Jason, first. let let okay, let me know what wine would pair best with a Detroit style pizza. Yo, um, name, name a day this week and we will get it popping. I will even let you pick the toppings. 
Oh man, maybe I could maybe I could go somewhere and get special toppings, like really high end. Yeah, pull up at cookbook and see see if the fucking fava beans are sprouting or whatever shit you want to put on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up at cookbook with with the app open the way I do at domain with your shit telling me what to buy. <laughs> uh yeah so uh you guys got tomatoes here <laughs> yes sir we have tomatoes the line is back there uh, get behind these 15 other white people sir okay please how where are these kumquats from no no thank you <laughs> no thank you <laughs> he didn't ex- he didn't specifically say a region so i'm gonna ask myself <laughs> all right chris well now uh now's the time that our pod is done great job but of course if you if you're listening this far you start to hear the beginnings of Cheetah Piss by J2 Cold <laughs> trick, trickling into the background. Um, follow follow J2 Cold on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, uh, Tidal, and Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Um, he is reeking of that loud, and he needs your support. You can follow me at them jeans on social media, and you can follow Chris at. Uh, you know where to find me. Um, we'll be back with some guests uh, in just a few days. Yeah, great guests coming up this week. Don't want to jinx it, but very excited. About it. I love, I love when you're excited, TJ. Same. All right, guys. We will uh, later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> So cheetah piss, main ones, pose with money, and places don't exist. And so, so many lies, it's kind of hard to believe the truth. This cup got me through a lot, I gotta thank the juice. I used to not have shit, now I got shit to lose. The only reason people listen to your shit is cause you lose.